So I went to this wedding in Jersey, Jason. Sure you did. I did, I did. I I married into a family that's got money, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a You married folks. no one. Who? Who's family? I, Who's got money? I married my husband. Right. <laughs> and uh, his cousin got married, his young his younger cousin. Nice guy, nice guy. Very nice uh-huh. guy. Married a married a beautiful Italian girl. You see where I'm going Great. with this. No. I'm not racist. Yeah, well, neither am I. You know who I am? What? I'm not Jeff. I'm I'm Jeff's cousin. I don't like Jeff, and I don't like you if that's... Wait. And we're related. Jeff's Italian? No, no, no. (laughs) I just talk like this because I'm from Newark. Okay, great. You went to Jersey once, and now you're broken. You (laughs) went to Jersey, and it broke my best friend. God damn you, (laughs) you Jersey. Haven't you taken enough? Jeff can tell the story if you want. You didn't want Jeff. You said, Jeff, go bye-bye, and you shot me in the fucking head, you piece of shit. Apparently, I didn't shoot you in the head enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's got a... You're going to need a 50 caliber weapon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so anyway. I need a browning fifty cal to put Jeff down. Yeah, we were at a very, very nice posh wedding and uh-huh. uh for his cousin and uh we ate uh, expensive steaks and had some beautiful red velvet cake and some uh-huh. expensive as motherfucking shit coffee. And uh then uh yeah. on, we we were on a shuttle bus to go back to the hotel. And while we were on the shuttle bus, I am it is I'm sitting on one side next to Eric, and his mom and his dad, and his mom and his dad are sitting across from us. And there are these, I mean, all, you know, his cousin's a young guy, so all of his friends are young, and they all got way, way shit-faced, like, beyond well, sure. the, the kind of shit-faced. Yeah, that you, you and, like, I, even I, even I on this show have not gotten this drunk. Like, I usually get drunk, and I'm like, so I'm... I'm gonna go to bed and wake up and hurt. That's what's gonna happen next. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so this is guy that's like that's like sitting there talking to his friend and he's just loud and he's got he he ripped off the sleeves of his fucking shirt and he was and he was he had taken off his tie and his suit and everything it was just a white shirt underneath that he ripped the sleeves off of and he was just so blazingly fucking blitzed gone and he was just sitting with his friend and he's like yeah why don't you shut the fuck up and let me love you. Because he loves his fr- his oh. best friend like that. Oh, the, right? the truth serum is working. He never says it when he thinks yeah. it. He so, feels it. And, but it only comes out when he's drunk. Yeah. Um, Eric's mom keeps looking at me, and she's, she's giving me that look that's like, oh, God, we're going to have to deal with this the whole time. God damn it. God damn it. And I'm like, I just give her the look back like, yeah, this is what we got to deal with. Yeah, just maybe we can, you know, just ignore it until whenever. The guy stands up, right? And he trips down the aisle and smacks his head on Eric's father's seat and lands on Uh. the ground. And he bleeds a little. I'm like, oh, shit, I hope he's okay. And he stands up, and he had nicked a fucking artery. He was squirting blood all over this white shirt. And he just sits down like nothing. I'm like, no, 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 you need to take that shirt that you ripped and put it on your fucking head like is and everybody's like are you see okay there's like 60 people on the bus and I'm, I'm like turn i'm like no 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 like something needs to be done about your fucking bleeding head mm-hmm. <laughs> you you paused what right? happened to him 
No, I'm yeah. fine. All right. I can hear so you. It's like something has to be done about your bleeding fucking head. Because he's, right. you know, it's just squirting and getting all over his shirt. So before I can do anything, and I don't want to get my hands all covered in blood, you know, this, no. the, this young lady in front of me, she stands up and she's like, oh, shit. So the bus driver, he, we haven't even gone anywhere. And he's like, what's going on? He's like this sweet little Asian man who, like, who like you know learned to speak english who came here and he's like is everything all right and like he turns around <laughs> and he's he's like oh shit and like he's helping the girl get rolls of toilet paper out from out from the cubby at the top like the um on you know you put your what do you call that a, a overhead compartment and she all takes right. the roll of toilet paper and puts it on his head and he's like i'm fine like i don't want to i mean i don't even know that things going on like his whole shirt <laughs> is soaked in fucking blood and and uh and they're like so there's a couple of people who are like is anybody here a nurse and i look over at <laughs> eric's mom because she's a nurse well she's a retired nurse and she just uh. gives me this look she's like uh-uh I ain't no fucking nurse no more. <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, you know, everybody oh, else is tending to him, but we're just sitting there trying to explain to this, the, the guy that, like, the best thing we can do is just... I, I think the best thing we should have done was had him get off the bus there and have an ambulance right. pick him up. But we didn't do that. We were like, let's get to the hotel. Like, somehow they convinced him to go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. so that So that he could then go to the hospital, one of the sober friends could drive yeah, him to the hospital. If he's gushing, he's gonna need sutures. Yeah. So what ended up happening was the guy drove us to the wrong hotel. At first. And then he had mm-hmm. to maneuver this, like, this, like, fucking battle station-sized bus around the other, like, yeah. they were like, the girl in the front's like, Are you, do you know what? Huh? I didn't say huh? anything. Oh, I, I thought you said something, because... It, no. Skype sucks today. I don't know what's going on. You're... I think right. you're hallucinating. No, no. No, I don't think so. I would know. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. Atticus. Jason, this is your penis talking from your pants again. You haven't Shut used up, me I'm in a while. Podcast. I know. You haven't used me in That's a while. That's because you've been bad. <laughs> you got in the cookie drawer again. <laughs> <laughs> it's linked away across the floor. And got... It I fucked the dog. God like, damn it. It fucked the dog. <laughs> no, it's old. All it cares about is eating now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So we get, we finally get to our hotel and there somebody had called ahead. Hmm? Excuse me. I already fed the cats. You can feed them more and they can die of heart problems. It's no problem. Well, you fed them already. Well, you were asleep. Leave me alone, Dad. Leave the food out. You don't want them to starve. Naps are fun. You take them all the time, Dad. Thank you for attempting to feed the cat. She throw. She just threw the food at the cat. She's like, "Fuck you, cat." <laughs> what? All right. What happened? I'm, I'm. I'm being called away. Just a second. Sure. I'll be right back. Oh, the things I will say. Then. Then you can tell me about how the guy bled to death. It'll be fun. <laughs> Second. Well, run the opening music. Run the opening music, goddammit. it. 
On this show, me and Jason just bullshit about nothing. Used to have a premise, has no premise now. And then we tried to do Cinetific for a while, but I couldn't take it seriously because I'm a moron. Jesus. But Jason has a family. And that's pretty cool. And they don't know how to feed a cat, apparently. They just throw food at the cat. Now, here. Eat that shit, you little fucker. Thing is old as time. Like that that cat is is so old. It it needs to be it needs to be put down. It it does. It does. Just get a new cat. There are cats everywhere. One male cat can sire like like I don't know, 10,000 cats. Go ahead, correct me, micro. Do it. And sire like 10,000 cats in its lifetime. Old kittens. Fucking infestation. Until you find one on the side of the road, and then you make it your kitten. You know, you're like, I like this one, it's cute. Then then you don't want to, you know, put it down or cook it and eat it, you know. Seven days without a cigarette, guys. I think I'm doing good. I really want a fucking cigarette, like, badly. What do you think Jason would do if he came back and I was, he knows, he knows I'm trying to quit. I was just sitting there smoking a cigarette with a nicotine patch on. He'd probably say, okay, I guess I'm going to watch you die on the show. You know? <sighs> there he is. He's wearing sandals. And all black. He's become a goth boy. La 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 la. I'm cutting all, all of that's being replaced by goddamn music. No, you, no you'll want to. You'll want to keep it. <sighs> if it's about my dick, it's getting cut out. I did not say anything about your dick. I did say a lot about making lasagna out of cats. Garfield okay. lasagna. <laughs> of course, right, so now anyway, that you talk, the fucking Skype is going to act like shit. What do you, what do you, how many things do you have running? My com, dude, my computer's brand new. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what brand is it? It's an Apple. It's a brand new I'm, Apple with the M1 chip. Suck my dick. That's what that, that's ooh. what's running. <laughs> <laughs> the M1 chip, I didn't realize. Ah, uh, yeah. Pretty goddamn fast. Okay, well, I'm having no problems on my end, and my computer's a thousand years old. Yeah, that's probably why. It's because it's a thousand no, years old. No, no, no. I think it's because I, I, I don't think it, I do not think that my machines don't run because they are Apple. I think they don't run because I don't know exactly how to configure these things. I just love them. You use them and they work. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, we got we got back to the hotel and there waiting for us is an officer with his EMT stuff out because some of okay. the officers double that way. Most of them do know how to do right. emergency stuff, and the guy they yeah. know the guy's fucking shit faced. They're like, "Come on, man, we gotta we gotta sit over here and let me check you out." And he's like, "No, I'm going to the hotel room. I'm fine. It stopped bleeding." And he like pulled it away, and it's just this crusty. There was a flap, a flap of skin hanging away from his head. Jesus, what did he hit? I, we don't know. The thing is that soft. Someone's it, like, I'm. It's like soft. I'll take corners. out my Bowie knife connect collection on the bus. <laughs> he bled on my father-in-law. <laughs> like he bled. Yeah, and well, I, <laughs> I was sitting there looking. I'm like, there's a stain on that shirt that my mother-in-law is going to fucking. She's gonna fucking be ripped shit over. Now, let me ask you a question, yeah. just real quick. Yeah. When you're that inebriated, 
does it change how you bleed when you're injured? Uh, yeah, you're thin. Your blood should be much, much thinner. You know I what I'm going to do, Jason? I am going to shut off my camera. I'm just oh, going to turn okay. it off because this it just keeps crackling. Take this and fuck off. I'm sorry. I don't hear anything on my end. No, I can see you now and it's not cutting out, so that's good. Okay, good. Um, yeah, no, I, your, your blood is definitely, if you are, you are well above the legal limit, your, your blood is much thinner and he was, (laughs) and it was, it was definitely like, it wasn't just blood. It was like watery blood. It was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was bleeding all over the floor. There were girls in high heels, like throwing paper towels on the floor. And I'm like, there, those are, those are Manolo Blahniks and you are ruining those fucking shoes. That's what you're doing. Jesus. Yeah. But so the cop got him. The cop got him and dra- had to drag him into the bathroom. And another cop, was, mm-hmm. the other cop that was there, was like, "I knew this was going to happen." And so, yeah, we got we we got in. We had gotten drunk the night before. We should have gotten mm-hmm. drunk at the wedding. I was I was right. feeling pretty bad because we had we were hungover for for most of the day of the wedding. Um, but we were sober that night. We were like, "Let's just go to bed." This was this is fucking. Is that's that was an that was my adventure for the weekend of being in oh we went to one of the most famous bagel shops in Jersey and ordered like twenty bagels and they they are they are more delicious. I was okay, I was skeptical, but they are. What what happened to the dude? I don't know. I didn't even it's see him in the morning. Water. This morning I did not see him. He was probably still in the hospital. Yeah, probably. He probably got arrested. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, did I tell you about the weird two days? No. About my wife and me? No. I don't know if I said it on... I don't What's think that? I've told this story on the show. Okay, so this was a okay. month ago? Maybe a little bit more. Why? Why? Uh, my wife has to travel 120 miles round trip to go to work. What? 60 miles out, 60 miles back. Yeah. Um, because she's working at the hospital in Sacramento, but her way home takes her through like the boonies in the Bay Area. That's uh, the Delta, right? Okay. And so you're driving along a canal, tiny little town, you know, tiny, tiny little towns, right? Okay. Um, before she gets home, and she drove up, and these two cars smashed into each other, right? Okay. Um. She pulls over because we're that we're that we we are those kinds of people. We don't go, oh look at that, and just keep driving. You know, pull over to the side of the road. She gets out. I mean, literally the day I took her. Oh, you're those people. You that. like there. One time I saw a car on fire, and I was like, well, I can't yeah, do anything well, about that. This, is, this Bye. is related. The yeah. the day that I took her out here to see the house that we're living in now, when we were driving home, there was a guy pulled over on the side of the road with his car burning. And we immediately pulled over to grab a fire extinguisher Jesus to go get him. Christ. This poor Niger- Nigerian guy and his car just caught on fire. And he I think started you walking did tie, kind of tell me his, his story. Whole car, yeah, his whole car just went up. Well, this was a different incident. She gets out. She helps. Um, there was an off-duty uh, nurse who was riding a motorcycle who was like, okay, we need to get this person out. We need to get this person out. We need to put bandages on the head. Um, we didn't have a, a first aid kit in the car. We do now. And she just basically helped these people until it was so, re- it's such a remote area until the EMT helicopter showed up. Okay. Right. 
And so she comes home, she tells us all this stuff, and we're like, wow. I routinely pick up my son from work. So the next day, I go pick up my son from work. It's 9.30 at night. And we're just doing our regular driving, right? And Ian's Ian's like, can I just pick up some Jack in a Box before we go home? And I'm like, sure. And as we're pulling up, we see this car that is in the road as if it was pulling into the same uh, driveway that we were going to pull into for Jack in a Box. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. But when we get to the other side, there's a guy laying on the road next to the car. Like, flat on his back. What? Right? There's another car that um, stopped in front of the car that's in the road. And those people were out. But no one was going up near the guy. Right? So... Ian and I get out, and we're like, what the fuck is going on? I park in the I park in the parking lot, I get out, and I say, what happened? And he said, well, someone, he had an altercation with a guy, and he hit him, and he's just down here on the ground. And so I immediately walk up to the guy who's laying prone, and it's like in those movies, right, when you see someone get shot or something, mm-hmm. and there's like a pool of blood forming behind their head. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening with this guy. Oh my God! Right. There was a pool of blood forming behind his head, and he was coming back. He was knocked out cold, and he kept coming back to consciousness, looking around, panicked. And I'm like, "Dude, dude, dude!" And I'm like, "Has anyone called nine one one? Has anyone?" And you know, one guy's like, "Yeah, I called nine one one." And I said, "We need to get something underneath his head, not like a pillow. I need. To see he's bleeding bad." And someone disappeared. I think he went into the Jack in a Box, came back with like all of the napkins, right? Oh God! We're like, we need to get, we need to get this underneath his head because he kept jerking his head back up. He'd lay his head back down. He wasn't really saying anything. And I'm like, dude, you're on the, you're on the ground. Your car's right here. It'll be okay. And this is during COVID, so I'm trying to be close but not close. He's not wearing a mask, and he's a big dude. He's like big, muscular, bald head, right? And, you know, we put the napkins underneath his head because we we don't want to see, I don't want to see, I know that, I know that head injuries bleed a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want to see if it was any worse than just him cutting the back of his head. And the weird thing was the people who drove up, when I drove up, they said he got in an altercation and he must have just gotten pushed over and hit his head hard on the, on the on the uh, roadway because I didn't see like someone hadn't punched him in the face or anything like that. There didn't seem to be any other injury other than this guy just laying there bleeding out of the back of his head. And so we just stayed there for a while and then, you know, the EMTs finally showed up and they're asking me all the questions like I had witnessed everything. And I'm like, hey, and I look around and everyone else is taken off, right? Okay. And I'm like, hey, this is all I heard. This guy was lying here. <laughs> and the cops didn't care. They weren't going to be like, are you the one that did it? They weren't, like, investigating shit, right? <clears throat> because that's the kind of town we live in. They're just like, whatever. Um, but, <laughs> but the EMT's, you know, kneeling down next to him, and he says, okay, I need you to... I need to see the back of your head, right? And he looks over, and it looked like hamburger meat. Oh, Oh, oh. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, how hard 
did he have to hit the fucking ground for it to look like that? Yeah. And, did I did I ever like, tell you the Oh, hey, we're not done. Okay. No, 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 I'm done. I mean, after that, I said, "Hey, Ian, you still want to eat something?" And he was like, "Yeah," and he got something, and then we just took off. No one was detaining us for questioning or anything like that. So. Oh, okay. And that's the end of that story. Don't know if he died. I don't know. I'm sure he was fine. I'm sure he was fine. All right, Jason. This this sucks, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. This connection sucks donkey balls. I hear you fine. Now, I know you hear me fine, but what's happening is every time you... You'll talk, and then it'll go on for a minute, and then all of a sudden it'll go, and then you're like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? And I'm like, so well, no, did I ever tell you the story about the elderly woman that I tried to catch? Wait, I don't think so. Well, uh, our 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 building is is such that uh, you know from one hallway into another, there's like literally, I I think it's actually a hundred yards. You know, it's like you know, it's like forty rooms, all from one end of yeah. the hall to another, and in the sure. middle is there's little space where people will eat their, you know, uh, it's the small dining room where you've got to watch people and feed them to make sure they don't choke to death. Right. Well, I was behind the nurse's station, which is also in the middle, but on the other side of the hallway. And so there's like a waist-high counter in front of me. And uh, there's this woman, and she's, you know, she's got an alarm on her chair, and she's, you know, she's 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 got dementia, but she's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. she's sweetly demented. She's just like, oh, yes, I like to eat marbles with my spaghetti, you know, like, <laughs> cute, very cute, you know, sweet. Sweetly and, uh, demented. I, all of a sudden, I. Yeah, no, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. They're like, oh, uh-huh. you're going to take me home because it's time for me to go home. And I'm like, no, nah, the bus <laughs> hasn't come yet. And they're like, oh, damn. Goddamn bus oh. never here, you know? So anyway, she You know starts... what? I've heard. Um... Oh, sorry. Well, she started. What I was going to say was. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, uh, there was a study, they had patients who, after they'd been dropped off at a home, continued to go outside to wait for a bus. This, I think this was in England, to take them home. And there was no bus that stopped there or anything like that. But they actually got the city to put in benches and to put a bus sign. And so long as they were monitored, they would let them go outside and sit down and wait for a bus. Aww. Because they would become agitated in the home because they kept insisting, I want to go outside, I want to take the bus, I want to go home. And they would say no and try to explain it to them, but their their mental capacities are such that they don't get that. They don't they're not they won't hear that. There's no way for them to process that information. So finally they just said, Put a bus stop out there. You know, go out there, make sure that they're okay, you know, we have someone monitoring them. Aww, and let them go. I like that this. way they're not agi- they're not agitated in the home and constantly fighting the nursing staff and everybody else. You, you can say, okay, just make sure and get them dressed. And they go out there and they sit down and they read a book and they wait for the bus. And then, like clockwork, at around when it starts to get a little cold or they're hungry or around what is traditionally dinner time, they'll come back inside and take off their coat and have dinner and go to bed. Wow, and they, they, it solved a lot of the problems that they were having with people like that. And 
I thought that's you know what you need more solutions. And I like can that tell you, I, Jason, that it. I have always thought wouldn't wouldn't it be the best thing when it comes to some of these people if I could just go down their rabbit hole. There'll be there'll be right. men that come yeah. in and they violently, aggressively want to go home, and I'll be like, "Yeah, man, I want to help you get home too." What the fuck? I'm stuck here. And then I take them by the wheelchair, <laughs> and then I bring them outside, and I could sit there and go, "God damn it, where the fuck is this bus?" And they can go, "God damn it, I haven't been like this since Nam or something," you know. And then I'll just keep right. going along with it, and then I'll, I'll be like, "You know what, man? I'm really hungry, and they're having lunch in there. Do you want to come inside?" And they're like. Yeah, let's have lunch and then, you know, slowly acclimate. It'll be like, you know, each person take Mm -hmm. turns, but we're so understaffed. All of these places are so understaffed. And I feel horrible for it. I actually, and and we're underpaid too. I, okay, Mm -hmm. I just applied for a new job that was paying literally $10 an hour more to do less work. And I thought about just leaving the place that I've been working at for four years. And instead, I went to my friend in the office who somehow, because of how understaffed we are, she worked her way up to D.O.N. Not that she didn't deserve it. She definitely deserved it. She's now the Mm -hmm. director of nursing. And I walked in. I'm like, look, I cannot pretend that I'm going to give you my two weeks. Is there something that you guys can do that will make me want to stay? And, you know, I I highballed it and said I would like this amount just to stay. And And they did what they always do, which is give you a little bit less than what you asked for. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll stay, but I can still do agency work at that other job, <laughs> right? But that's the thing, though. Like, yeah. if you're so, like, this is something I've been working out in my mind a lot lately, especially with all the posts that people keep making about <clears throat> quitting their shitty jobs because people aren't treated well enough by bosses, and bosses need to understand. No, we work for you. Yes, you organize how we work, but you cannot tell me on my time off that I'm coming in. Whether I like it or not, you don't own my time outside of work. And right. that's really something that's needed for everybody these days is to be able to go, no, it's it's my day off and no, you're not firing me. No, you're not you're not texting yeah. me ad nauseum when I'm with my family. You know? Yeah. Um and the unfortunate part is if everybody everybody did some sort of walkout, nationwide walkout to to rein in the pay us better. I would still have to go to work because I cannot, I cannot imagine just being like, nah, I'm part of the walkout with 60 mm-hmm. something people that need to be taken care of, you know? Right. Um, right. So, well, you know, we live in a country that prioritizes money. Yeah. We don't prioritize care. I mean, if you looked at, at our country just based on how much we pay our teachers or how much we pay people who care for the elderly or our prisons. We're a shitty fucking country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We really are. And, you know, the priority is always, well, money, money. We can't we can't afford to pay teachers or nurses more money because uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> With all the taxes it, that we're too paying, expensive. too. What, what bothers me about it is, okay, and uh, any person who knows more about economics can tell me is this. We pay our taxes, and they have the ability to cut a trillion-dollar deal. So that means we, are pay- we have paid in 
enough money that they can cut all these deals, these government deals to save these businesses and pay us, well, kind of, sort of pay us while we're out of work. And and it's there. And not just that, they can do it multiple times. So how come mm-hmm. you can't give a teacher... You know, I know that some tenured teachers make, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year in Massachusetts because they've been doing it for a goddamn long time. But you know, somebody who's just a brand new apple on the desk, graduated with their masters in biology, teaching biology, why wow. are they only getting twenty five grand a year? What the fuck is that? You, they can get make more working at a gas station, which is the very premise of fucking Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, you know it is. He's he's. They got didn't his come PhD. up with that present that, that that premise out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember he also got fucked over on a business thing. What well, what bothers me is though he still had his PhD, so he could have just gone somewhere else and done research. Yeah, but he didn't sure. out of pride. So the whole time, you know. Anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that that's one of the tropes that I want to kind of get rid of in movies. Yeah, is whenever there's a scientist lead character, usually in sci-fi, right? They're always the top paid scientist, so they live in a fucking mansion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, t- no, scientists well don't make that much money. They really don't. No, even they don't people think that doctors get paid well. But this is the thing. The second you get out of medical school, you're still doing residency. And they own mm-hmm. your ass for the next four or five years. And you owe oh, yeah. you owe half a million dollars to the medical school you just graduated from. And mm-hmm. for your if you went if you went undergrad directly to, to medical school, directly to residency, that's not just a it's not just a half million. That's like that's like six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars. That yeah. you now owe. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, anyway, the old lady. And so it's not a separate. Yeah, she was. Oh, trying I'm sorry, to, I forgot about she, the old lady. You're killing me. <laughs> she didn't realize when she was trying to stand up that her foot pedals were in front of her. So you've seen everybody's seen a wheelchair. Oh. If your foot pedals are down and your feet are underneath them, they'll trip you. Which is what happened. She stood. She started to teeter. I tried. I was like, can I vault over the, the waist high nurses? I did. I ran around. And just as I reached around, she went like, like, like face, like a, like a, a book falling flat on the floor. And her glasses mm-hmm. went right into her fucking face. And they cut oh. her eye socket open. And she's like, oh, dear. And I'm calling like, I'm like calling for the nurse. I'm like, you got to no, come here now. And she, she she locks up her cart and all of that shit. And then she fucking runs over there. And I'm, I've got my gloves on already. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, we can't move her. We're going to call yeah. 911. And all this the blood. The blood is just everywhere, pooling around my feet. Mm-hmm. Like, you get injured, you know, at that age. It's like, it's bad. It's real bad, yeah. you know. So anyway, yeah. that's that's my horrifying story. Also, let's make lasagna you know, out of kittens. Stop it. That, you know what's weird? Hmm? I'm trying to judge the delay between us because I think there's a delay. Slight. Yeah. So when I say, you know what's weird, and you and I don't hear anything for a long time. No, no, shit, I, I was is... drinking when you said, what, you know what's okay. weird? I was fucking with you. That's what it was. 
Okay, so we we have a tendency to mark firsts in our life, right? Uh-huh. First time I had sex, right? Oh, man. That's like usually the big one. First time I had sex. First time I was truly ever really super in love. First days of right. school, right? We need to start a list of mm-hmm. firsts of other stuff. Like, for example, first time I saw someone else's blood. Right? That's, because I oh, think wow. everybody's seen someone. Someone, I'm sure someone has seen someone get injured. And I oh, remember. I told you about the lawn mine. dart. <laughs> yeah, that was that the first time you saw someone else's blood? That's uh, the first time I saw a lot of someone else's blood. But yeah, I would mm. say that's the first time I remember it. Right. Yeah. Uh, mine, I think, was when my good friend Chris got hit by a car. <gasps> Jesus Christ. I, think that was I don't the think first you've ever told me this. We were both. We were riding our bikes home from school. This is freshman year in high school. In the 1960s. And we came over this hill. No. <laughs> yeah. We came over this hill. He was ahead of me. And this car just smacked him. And he flipped up, hit the roof of the car, and then fell off, you know. Slid off the off front. The oh, side. my God. Right. And I was like, holy shit. And I get there, and he's bleeding all over the place. Now, here's the amazing part. Didn't break a single fucking bone. Wow. Not one. Went to the hospital that night. He was bruised. He was banged up. Definitely. But he did not break a f- single fucking bone. His head was fine. He was fine. He was back at school the next day. Oh, my God. He was banged up. And I thought, when I saw it, shit, I got to get a new best friend. Oh, Because oh, I thought, I literally oh. thought, I'd, well, I mean, not that way, but it was like, shit, he's dead. I just watched my friend die. Right? And, you know, the the piece of shit guy was driving the car. Well, technically, it was his fault. Did he drive Chris's away? Fault. No, no, oh, no. Okay. He stuck around. He stuck around. Because mostly because Chris didn't stop at the bottom at the bottom of the hill where the road stopped. There was a cross, you know, there was another road. Oh, he rode and through. And Chris just went straight. He went straight through it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Here, you want, you want to hear a quick first? My son did this exact same thing. And, (laughs) okay, but this is the thing. Okay, he's riding down a hill in uh, Uxbridge, near where we lived. And uh, he's riding in between this. It's not, it's a road, but it's not really a road that's in between this new part of a housing development. And uh, he's going to go, he's going to reach the end of the road and take a corner at 90 miles an hour without getting, you know, in any trouble. Just as he does, mm-hmm. instead of being hit by the car, he hit the car. Like, like oh. and then just bumped his bike and then fell back. And uh, we got we got called down the way here and shout down the street. Like, you know, like, what the fuck? So me and me and me and Donna just go run it down the street. Oh shit. He's dead. God damn it. Mm. But it's not. <laughs> he's got this little bump on his head and he's crying and he's like, I'm gonna say they hit me with their car. And then the guy gets out and he's like, I didn't hit him. He hit me. Was like Twitchy driving sideways? Well, I mean. yeah, because he was trying to, you know, you know, my son, he, he was trying to grift it to make it seem like he didn't do oh, anything sure. wrong. And we were like, we were like, yeah. look, kid, you, there's a dent in the car from you. <laughs> Right, like we just took him aside and we're like, "Look, what do you want to do?" And 
you know, we brought him to the hospital and the guy gave us his plate and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, I'm really sorry. I, there's no way I could have. Of course, there was no way he could have seen him. There's no way he could have fucking seen him, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like, I'm like, this is my life. My son doesn't get hit by a car. He hits the car. Excuse me. Gesundheit. Gesundheit. Thank you. Okay, new first. Blood. First time you legitimately feared for your life. Ooh. There have been plenty of times where I was close to something that could hurt me. But, you know, whatever what was close to, like, for example, an airplane crashed into the Sun Valley Shopping Center when I was in high school. I I know, you stayed home from school that day. Right. This is the first story you told. No, 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 I didn't stay home from school. It was in the mall. Oh, 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 no, I'm sorry. This was the guy who, wait, so which one was the one where the guy was actually trying to kill himself? That was, I was at home. You were little, and your brother, school. Yeah. Your brother right. ratted you out. And I wasn't fearing for my life at any point during that. I just watched the plane go, bleep, bang, right into the ground. This was, it was Christmas, okay? Sun Valley Mall has a main atrium in the center where the Santa Claus display is. A half hour before, I was shopping, doing Christmas shopping, and I left. By the time I got home, the news story was on the air that an airplane had crashed into the roof of that atrium. Oh my! I think you did tell this, and, but yeah, I yeah, didn't know that you, you were fuel in the building. To pour. I, I thought you were like yeah, I was. I was at the mall. Oh I was at God. the mall. But I mean, I didn't fear for my life. I didn't fear for my life on nine eleven at any point, right? No, you were here, um, just yeah, down the street from there. me. I was supposed to be on one of those flights originally and changed it months beforehand. Good. I mean, right? so. But, I mean, at no point did I fear for my life. The first time I ever feared for my life was the first time I got pleurisy because I thought I was having a heart attack. Pleurisy. I have forgotten That's, what that yeah. is. It's an inflammation of the lining of the uh, of the interior of your ribs that rub against your lungs. Oh, okay. All right. And yeah, if yeah. It becomes, yeah. if it becomes inflamed, it hurts to breathe. Right? And so I think right. I've told this story before. I was walking home from work, and I went, oh, I got this little pain right here. And so I straightened up because I thought maybe it's like my sternum or something like that. And then the pain moved from the front of my chest to the back of my chest. And that's when I that's when I freaked out, right? All right. I didn't have any internet. This is before smartphones. So I called I called 911. The guys came out. They said, "You're in fine shape." But, you know, <laughs> I the, love it. Literally You're the guy fine. said, "Fine." Yeah, he yeah. said your blood pressure is better than anybody else's on this rig, but here's a nitroglycerin tablet. We'll take you to, we'll take you to emergency. I was there for a while, and then, you know, but that was like the very first time I thought, oh shit, I'm having a heart attack. I'm gonna die. And that's crazy. I don't think I've experienced it that many. Have you ever thought for a second? Okay, so uh, well, for, let's okay. Since we're doing first, the first time I ever feared for my life was one time I thought that I was going to drown. So, oh, Jesus. so um, I don't know if floaty toys are made this way anymore, but there were certain kinds that had a, uh, 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 you could, well, not a donut, but you had like the leg thingies in it and you put your legs in it and, but it was big enough that like a, a, a mid-sized kid, like a 10 year old could sit in it. And I was okay. still skinny at this point. So it's not like I got wedged in the thing, but I was sitting in mm-hmm. it and I was just, you know, floating around somebody's pool. And I, f- I leaned back, and I flipped over. 
But my yeah. legs were caught in the thing such that I could mm. not bring myself to write to write uh, back the way I was. So I was upside down. And I don't, some people can't do this, but I, when I hold my breath underwater, I have to be face down. If I'm face up, the water, the air just comes directly out of my nose. There's nothing I can do to prevent okay. that from happening. So I was upside down with all of the air coming out and water going into my lungs. Oh, and I was Jesus. like, oh shit, this is it. This is when it's going to happen. But then my, my, I think my brother realized what was going on. So he pushed my feet through the tube because he saw me like, you know, like waving my hands around like a fucking fish, like right. flopping around. I'm like, ah, and then. He flips him, and then he flips me over, and I threw up in the water, and I ruined everybody's good time because I threw up in the pool. Like I was, like I had just eaten like hot dogs and shit, <laughs> and the water came out of my lungs. And, and I, are you okay? Oh God, we gotta mm -hmm. clean out the pool and the filter unless you guys want right. to swim and vomit, which we're not gonna let you do. I mean, I would have kept swimming, but anyway. So uh, I would say the. First time I ever had a panic attack. And I have told this story. I still told it on my YouTube channel a long time ago. Um, but this was, this wasn't like, it wasn't like fear, like, oh no, it's eminent. It was just fear. So I, I was right. sitting in, um, I used to go to a school called Sherman Elementary School in, in Warwick, Rhode Island. Um, and mm. it's, it's like a city town. It's a town. Where it's like there's enough people right. to be considered a city back in the eighties, but it's not it's still considered a town. Um, a lot of kids going to this one school congregating at this one very dilapidated school. It still looks that way. I brought I brought Maggie down to see it. It's they haven't changed anything. The walls are still spray painted and shit. And like well anyway. So <laughs> I was in second grade probably and the classes were such that the each each grade class had you'd stay in one classroom all day and different teachers would bring a cart into the classroom to teach and you know we had this teacher named mrs hirons and uh she had like this wiry gray hair and big thick glasses and she would sit there drinking diet cokes and i knew when she left she was probably smoking cigarettes outside well, anyway yeah. She starts explaining about how one day the sun will die. <laughs> I had never heard this before. I'd never heard this. Never. Uh, now, this I gotta say, this is one of my this is one of the reasons why Louis C.K. is still one of my favorite comedians, because he had this exact same experience, except he was telling his own child this. Right? But uh, I, I I laugh thinking about it now. Like I was so she starts explaining about how the sun, our sun, it was predicted. Uh, I don't know if they still believe this now, but it will inevitably swallow. I mean, come expand to a red giant out by out possibly mm. beyond the orbit of the Earth, and it will swallow us. Yes. So my brain, being as good as it is, is creating imagery, is seeing this in my head, like the sun just going boop and swallowing the fucking Earth, and we're all on yeah. like like we're death tears for every fucking human on the goddamn planet dying including myself mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm like well i mean like part of me was like so this was actually probably the existential crisis was i was taught that you go to heaven after you die uh -huh. right but at the same time i was right. like it was i think it was also the first moment i meant i went what if that's not true and you just uh, die okay. right yeah. so not only do i get fucking incinerated by nuclear fire 
<laughs> but then I don't exist anymore. Right. And I, my heart started to go from, you know, 60 regular, you know, eight-year-old 60 beats per minute to, you know, 120 beats per minute. I was sweating. I was shaking. I was like, God, I think I'm having a heart attack. I actually felt pain, like sharp pain <laughs> in my chest. Because, I mean, it's funny to you now. It's funny to me now. But yes, if it a kid is, because you're in second grade. <laughs> yeah. And you said, sharp, I'm a panic having attack. a heart attack. A panic attack yeah. can create severe pain in the chest. It can make your... I mean, and for me, it was... Later, it became hands going numb, face going numb, passing out. Like, yeah, like like Tony Soprano, you know? Like, as soon as I... Right. Somebody told, recommended the show, and then I was like, I gotta watch that. And then the first time he passed out, I was like, <laughs> I know exactly what's going on, you know? <laughs> um so anyway, yeah, no, I, I, I walked around, to the, you know, we were having our, our little indoor recess because it was too cold outside to play. Uh, I walked over to my kids, I'm like, didn't you just hear what she said? Like, we're all going to die. And this, this other kid's like, yeah, in five billion years, we're all going to be dead by then. Right. So what, what it also clued me into was the fact that other kids had been taught different things than me because this kid was just totally accepting. His parents had told yeah. him, Mm, yeah, death is a thing, and he probably was upset for a while, and then was like, "Oh, well, I'll forget about it. Let's sure. play ball, and then I'll figure out how my penis works." You know, it's just normal kid. You know, <laughs> just a normal kid, and then you realize, okay, death is inevitability, yeah. but I don't really need to think about it now because I got what ninety years left. And I think it was mm -hmm. just multiple things. It was the, the sun's gonna die. We're all gonna die. There might not be anything after this, and my parents didn't ever tell me that other people learn different shit than me. So I think that was like the first... Mm. It wasn't just a, I'm afraid for my life, but it was an existential crisis. <laughs> it was just fucking yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. <sighs> okay. You've probably told this story. Wow. And I want to end the show on a high What's that? Wait, where? Well, how many... How many we're not even at an hour. Well, we'll be here after we get done. We'll be there around there when we get done. Okay. I was going to go with first time someone else touched your dick. Mm. Right? Not sex, um, not sex. The first time someone else touched your no-no area. Right? Now, I'm conflicted. Because technically the first time someone touched my no-no area was a doctor when I was like nine. Right? And you were like, why? Is and I was like, yeah, I was like, what's going on? And he's like, no, his other testicle hasn't dropped yet. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what? That's the thing? Where's it going to go? It made me paranoid. <laughs> it made me paranoid for the rest of my life. Because I, I, I never had a subsequent visit where the doctor said, oh, no, they're both... You don't want to know my story. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I don't know what? if I can tell. Oh, shit. Uh, really? No, it's not. It's It's... Okay, so... It's something that I left out of my book and and talking about on the on YouTube just because it's 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 a weird touchy subject, okay? It was not mm -hmm. with an adult, it was another person my age. Uh, okay. it was a boy and um okay. it actually went farther than most most other young people's stories. We're going along with again with a uh uh, you know, yeah, when I was, you know, 10, my friend touched his, my penis, and I touched, I touched his penis, and it was like, ha, ha, ha. Sure. You know, it was just something that you did, whatever, you know. 
Yeah, it, it it's very common for most heteros for most heterosexual or homosexual males that their first encounter with someone else touching their dick is usually someone their own age. Yeah. Right. So it's not dark. So, it's just not something that I really need to tell. Let's just say that it went farther than most boys would go. Okay. I it know you not, well enough was to not, know what you're leaving. Yeah, on. no. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Because I was going to say, huh? I said, I, I know you well enough to know what you're leaving out. So yeah. read between, I could read between the lines. Because <laughs> I was going to be like, okay, so technically that's a doctor. So that's technically the first time. But I mean, like the first time a girl, it was like my second date with this girl. I'm not going to say her name because it, it would be embarrassing if she <laughs> heard it. But I'm like, I'm a sophomore in high school. This is like our second date. I'm not driving yet. She's not driving yet. We had seen, oh shit, what movie was that? <laughs> E.T. or remember. something. <laughs> right. And instead of calling her dad to come pick us up, she said, well, I can, we can walk. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so then we walk through, I can't even remember the name of the park. We walk through the park and she's like, let's sit down. And I'm like, cool. And then we start making out, right? Okay. And I haven't done anything. I haven't touched her through the bra. I haven't done anything. We're just kissing, right? And then she, I don't even know how she did. She slipped her hand directly into my pants. Nice. Right? And grabbed Nice. Me. And of course, I was rock hard. I was a sophomore, yeah. right? It caught me so far off guard that I literally leapt backwards. I actually went, what? And moved backwards <laughs> when she grabbed it. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And she took it, her hand her hand out of my pants. I'm like, no, it's okay. You just, it just surprised me. No one's done that before. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then th- that was it. We made out a little bit longer. And then I walked her back to her house. And then her dad gave me a ride home. And I had never felt more weird next to a grown-up <laughs> because I'm like, your daughter... Your daughter likes this. She daughter. likes to do a funny stuff. I would say first, right, first exactly. girl that ever touched my my dick was Donna. 22 years old. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Are you, are you blanking sense. out now? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was much the same. It was, it was much the same. Uh, as your situation in that I was like, oh, God, this is happening. She put her she put her hand mm. in my, my pants and she started to, you know, give me, she started to give me a little handy and she's like, feels good, doesn't it? And we were watching 8 Mile. Oh, boy. <laughs> we were watching 8 Mile, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, it was also the same, I know it was the exact day that the, the, uh, the Iraq War started. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, so... <laughs> Anyway, she's she's like, I'm like, oh god, you know, I'm sitting there going, um, all right, so if I can get a boner from her playing with my dick, then I must be straight. When that's not how that works. If she, you know, if if no. if, if yeah, you know, I I just guys, if you you fall, you you rub the carpet in the right way, you you're like, I'm laying here for the rest of the night. This is this is perfect right here because my cock feels so good. Right. <laughs> but well, I can she close starts, my eyes and think she anybody. starts jerking me off, and then she's like. You wanna, you wanna put it in me? And I'm like, yes. Yeah, sure. no condom. Of course. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, you know, it was like, it was like, 
I, I gotta say, like, I, you know, when you when people describe what that feels like, it's like it, it's like yeah, it's exactly what you think. It's it's ten times better than your hand. <laughs> I, because you know, it's, back when it, I was dumb, and I fucking I fucking yeah. pulled out and came all over. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I was dumb, I used to, I used to always blame the guy, right, for getting a woman pregnant. It's just knee-jerk feminist well, reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's the guy, okay. and I can attest that as I got older and I had more sexual encounters, I'm like, no, it's not always the guy. I mean, it, he is partially responsible, but there have been plenty. You know, at least fifty percent. We've tried to. Who've tried to instigate sex with no condom on, and I'm like, always like, wait, no, wait. If we don't have one, we don't have one, and this isn't happening, right? Because um, I've always tried to be respectful and responsible, but there have been plenty of times where if I was just like, fuck it, if she wants, <laughs> she wants to raw dog, raw dog it right now. I don't care. Are you there still? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I, that, I, I had dick brain, so I was just like, this feels so much better, and then proved to Jesus that I'm not gay. Because, you know, God See, can't read your Jesus. goddamn mind. <laughs> Fuck you, Jesus, told you I'm not. I'm totally heterosexual. Fuck you, Jesus. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm not scared desperate. <laughs> I'm not scared and desperate I, because you said I'm going to be burning in hell. Or first I'm going to be incinerated right, exactly. by the sun, and then I'm going to be tortured forever <laughs> and ever. Well, uh, don't worry. What your teacher should have told you was, oh, don't worry. Life on this planet will have long since died because out of climate the change. The sun started to grow. <laughs> or, yeah, name any number of. She other actually, things. I do recall in that same class, she was talking about. Well, they called it global warming then because they did hadn't really. You know, whatever. But she was like, she was like, we've we've gained a degree globally since you know since the industrial revolution and all that shit. And I um, I was like, yeah, it sounds like that didn't bother me at all. But now it's like this is this is a thing. This is a fucking yeah. thing. Like you're no longer freaking out you know, about the Earth being enveloped by the sun five billion years from now. <laughs> but now we have you know. I'm gonna boil in the know, oceans right impacted- here. How heavily impacted has has Massachusetts been? Uh, the winters are extremely cold. In the summers, we had three 101 degree days, but on average, it was higher. It was like 95, 90. You know, it was higher. It was 95 degrees quite a few days. It was disgusting. Uh-huh. Disgust. I think it was. I think last last year you no this past May, you and I were talking and you were like. And you were like, what's it like there? And I was like, I was like, it's May, and I can squeeze my shirt out and give you a drink. It's disgusting. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wish drink you, that, I would. Okay. Come on, don't you love me enough to, to drink my sweat? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to drink your sweat juice. It's okay. I'm stealing a pair of your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that if I just drive all the way to your house and you, you're like, someone broke into the house. What the fuck? And only a pair of underwear is gone. Then you finally come and meet. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you feel like, what the fuck? There's a, there's a me made out of bologna. <laughs> bologna oh my god, yeah, bologna. Those big, huge bologna tubes, like the giant hot dogs. 
<laughs> Your husband has a son. He's just like, help me. <laughs> oh, Jason. Do you, I recall, hmm. I recall the very first time that I ever came. That was... Really? Well, you know what? I do too. So I, what's weird is, what's weird is, uh, when I was younger, I used to, uh, I used to like, when I, when I was, I used to jerk off with my fingers, like I'm, sh- I can't show him, but it's like it, 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 so that my, the head of my penis hit the, hit the palm of my hand. Like, like okay. A, I don't yeah, know how to explain it. that sounds great. Like, 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 mm. like using the fingers to stroke, like up and I, I, uh, 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 parallel with the penis mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like a like a yeah. nosferatu hand and i was right. doing that you make a hand you make a hand puppet yeah right without without the puppet on it yeah and you 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 bring it down yeah up and down the shaft. Right? right uh mm-hmm. and uh i was doing that and uh uh you know i i could reach orgasm without coming before then long before then right uh, i don't know what mm-hmm. that is that over sexualized but it, yes i could uh, and but that day, I'm at the palm of my hand was all white and sticky, and I was like, I was 14. I was like, oh, nice, nice. This is what everybody's talking about. Like it's disgusting. It's like you a, were 14. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting in the palm of my hand, and I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's my batter. Like <laughs> you know. <laughs> then I went and washed off my hand. I'm like, I can't wait to do that again. Then later that night, I. But what's weird is I uh-huh. wanted to see it, so that's when I, I transitioned from the Nosferatu hand to the to the hand that most guys do, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, Nosferatu all right." Hand. And when it came out, it was just all over my hand, and I'm like, "Every time, too! Look at that! Like, isn't this amazing? <laughs> it's amazing! I could just fucking I can fill a bucket with this, I'm like." I think I was twelve when that finally happened. Yeah, I was. I was, I was late. I didn't. I didn't have pubes till I was like fourteen. <laughs> but I definitely remember the first time without, without um, the very first time, where I was like, "Well, let's see where this goes," right? Because you're fiddling around with it, and all of a sudden, your your dick is hard. I was ten, going on eleven, and I was like. Uh-huh. Okay, let's just see where this goes. And it was amazing. To the point that I remember it to this day. I was like, my back was arched, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but this is the most amazing thing ever. I want to do this all the time, this constantly. Is I just want that. There are people who have a disease, I don't know what it's called, but they where they just come. I mean, they're just constantly having orgasms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard and and can you imagine, like, just you're sitting there, grandma's funeral. Oh, oh, oh. And they're like, can you calm him down? What the <laughs> fuck? Just chop it off. No. Oh, 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 oh. You know. Just chop it off. That that'll fix everything. Number one. You're in church. You're wearing oh. diapers. You're you're wearing diapers. Number one. There's no way. Because if you if if you did unload, there's a smell that everyone will recognize. Hopefully, well, I would think and I would suspect that if you're constantly having orgasms, your balls are always empty. I well, your prostate's got to be in pain at that point. You would have to be in pain. I hear it's more common with women than it is with men. <laughs> oh my god, that kind of orgasm is going to rock the world. Break, she'll break concrete with those <laughs> orgasms. 
they they hate their lives. They really do. I've seen interviews with them, and they just they're they're just like I'm done. I'm done living. Just scoop it all, scoop it all out. I don't want this anymore. Aww. Because they don't they they don't enjoy it. It's it's a thing. It's like you know, every once in a while you you enjoy a really good sneeze. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine? This? But yeah. you don't. Exactly. Well, there's a guy I, wanna... I think hiccuping. Like hic- there's hiccuping. I don't enjoy a hiccup. No, no, no. Though. I hiccups hate hiccups, but I'm saying that there's a disease where a person is constantly hiccuping. They'll have surgery. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it won't go away. And, like, now we're both vaping. We're both vapors. Yeah. And it's an hour. Is it? Yeah. This time they say goodbye. We talked about masturbation for an hour and, and people bleeding. No, we didn't. I think we and covered all the and car accidents. Yeah, we covered all the bases. We covered, we didn't cover peeing. So this one time, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, we don't remember the first time we peed because we did it like the day. No, after no, we no, born. not the first time you peed. The first time you peed on somebody else. That's okay. Great. <laughs> and now only one of us has a story. I then. don't have that story. I do remember. I do remember quite a few times peeing with my friends. Like, just peeing off a bridge or, like, peeing in the woods or, like, whatever. But I've never peed on anybody. I haven't even peed on my husband. What about being peed on? Uh, no. I don't think so. I do. Goodbye, everybody. No, tell the story. <laughs> tell the story and then and then nope. bye-bye. Bye-bye. No, no I'm bye-bye, not letting you go. everybody. No, I'm not doing Did it. Did she pee no, in your mouth? Tune in next Did time. Did she pee in your eyes? Was, it, was she trying to uh, heal you from a jellyfish wound? Very quickly. Right. Just very quickly. Alright. I was eating her out. She came very hard. <laughs> oh wait a minute. I'm she sorry. Did. I'm sorry. I have been peed on a lot. But not sexually. <laughs> oh no, that's true. You have been peed on a lot more. No, wait, than wait, and I and probably a lot Jason, of Jason, I've been shit on too. And I have been vomited oh, yeah, that's on. True. I have had mm-hmm. someone sneeze yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> Pre-masks, by the way, everyone. Yeah, no, but I no, I, I, thought, I thought everybody. you were asking sexually. Yeah. She, so she peed in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. She apologized. She said I should have gone to the bathroom before we did anything. Oh my god. And I was like, gah. <laughs> Sexy time is over. I don't care if I orgasm. We're we're fine. We're good. This is we're done. We're done here. I don't know. I I am so I'm glad. sexualized. I would have been like, you I'm, know what? I'm blowing, just blowing a guy, and all of a sudden he pees yeah, a little. I was done. I'm, I'm gonna brush my teeth, it, it, and then we're go- we're going back at this. <laughs> yeah, this was not. I was just like, oh, we're good. We're good. John, we're I mean, J- I Jason, you got a lot of hangups. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Bye, everybody. <laughs> You're gonna say I, goodbye? I did. I said, oh, I said, all right. Well, well goodbye, everyone. And I love you. And good night. Right. <laughs> the Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding, with music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. 
And thank you for listening.